Hi everyone and welcome to Teeth and Tales. I'm your host Dr. Shadi Manucheri and today's episode is on cosmetic dentistry. My guest today is Dr. Manrino Rode and in the first part of this episode we talk about Dr. Manrino's journey and how she started her career by being the first dentist at Harvey Nichols and we talk about stress management and how to maintain a work-life balance. Dr. Manrina also shares how working part-time actually makes her more productive. In the second part of this episode, we talk about cosmetic dentistry and in particular veneers. We talk about how science and art come together in creating a beautiful smile and whether having a smile makeover would mean that your teeth would end up looking like Simon Cowell's. So I really hope you enjoy this episode and let's get into it. Dr. Marina, thank you so much for joining us today. How are you? Yeah, good. How are you? I'm very well, thank you. I've been looking forward to this episode because it's a big topic and a lot of people now are interested in cosmetic dentistry. I hope that after today's episode, they'll have a clear idea of what it involves and, and what kind of treatments we do. So could you tell us a little bit about yourself, what you do and how you got here, please? Of course. So I am Dr. Manuina Rode. I am um, an aesthetic dental surgeon. Um, I graduated in 2002. So, um, so I've been doing this for 18 years. And, um, and I went straight from graduation into cosmetic dentistry or cosmetic practice. So I've never worked um, as a general dentist. Um, I mean, I haven't taken a tooth out in, in, you know, however, I don't remember the last time or, or done a root canal treatment or cleaned anyone's teeth. I've never done any of those things. Um, so my practice is unusual in that, um, in that I just specialize very much in making people's smiles look better. Um, but obviously, uh, not only their smiles, their whole face. Uh, so I work with skin and I, and I work with features and I work with the mouth. Um, but, all, but, but of course, you, know, you need to graduate as a dentist uh, to, to get into cosmetic procedures. So, so also we, we look at health as a, as a priority and we won't do any cosmetic work on anyone that's not healthy. Absolutely. And did you have a, you said you jumped straight into cosmetic dentistry. Was there a particular point in your training that you realized that this is the area of dentistry that you're interested in? Yeah, so when I uh, graduated, um, cosmetic dentistry wasn't a thing. There were there weren't any cosmetic dental practices. There weren't that many veneers um, in the UK. It was a really big thing in the US, and it and it really hadn't come to the UK yet. Um, so so there was nothing that there wasn't even an opportunity really for me to think oh let me be a cosmetic dentist because I didn't didn't even know what one, what one was um so uh what what happened was uh, when I was doing my training year uh, after graduating uh, we had a lecture from this very well-known uh, reputable dentist and he was telling us about this amazing dental spa that had been built in Knightsbridge it was the first of its kind and it was so glamorous and we were these young dentists and we were looking at it being like oh wow dentistry can be like that um, and now it's and now it's common you know there's a lot of really nice nice practices out there but back then um, there weren't it was it was really unusual and um, so so this place was called Lundosla 
and it was on Knightsbridge. And, uh, and then um, a couple of months later, there was an advert um, in, in one of our, our magazines that advertised jobs um, saying that Lundosler were looking for some dentists because they were, they were opening their first practice in Harvey Nichols. Um, so I was this young dentist and I didn't know what cosmetic dentistry was, but I knew the words Lundosler and how beautiful it was. And I knew the words Harvey Nichols. <laughs> And so I was like, oh my God, yeah, I want to work there and I want to be their dentist. And, and actually everyone in my, in my group, in my, we called it VT back then, my VT group and a bunch of my friends who saw the advert were like, oh my God, Marina, that's your job. Like you should be the dentist at Harvey Nicks. And so, you know, we were all young and no one expected me to get this job. Um, and actually I was, uh, you know, I, I shouldn't have got the job either because I was, I was younger than, than who, who, what they were looking for. Um, but um but i applied and so that's why yeah the big i guess the big lesson here is you know if you don't try you, you it's not you know you don't know and so you got to try and uh unfortunately i i did and i got i got this job so so i kind of we kind of invented the term cosmetic dentist um back then and then it was like oh now i'm a cosmetic dentist because people come to me to look better um, and, and now it's involved and now it's a normal thing How do you deal with the stress of the work? Dentistry is physically and you know mentally demanding. How do you personally deal with the stress of the job? Mm. So the longer you do it, the less stressful it is, like one aspect of it. So with me, there's only sort of five procedures that I do in the mouth anyway. And most of my work is porcelain veneers. So um so I've had my stressful time of all the things that can go wrong with porcelain veneers and they really can in the wrong hands. Uh, so now I won't say that my dentistry is stressful. It's not. My dentistry is like the most, maybe the most relaxed part of my life, like prepping veneers. I could do it with my, with my eyes closed and, um, and, and I actually go into like a zone when I'm doing it. Um, and I can't remember what it's called now, but it's a zone that artists go into as well when they're painting, where I'm not really aware of what's going on around me. I'm just in my zone and I'm, and I'm prepping my teeth. Um, and, and I kind of feel like that about, about composite bonding too. That's very artistic. And I really get in a place and, and start creating things. Um, so the dentistry itself isn't stressful and my patients are all wonderful. Um, I guess within dentistry, um, you would say that my patients are, are maybe the most demanding of the patients out there. They're, they, um, they're very specific. They know what they want. It's a cosmetic procedure and there's a lot of pressure on, on, on very small things being, being how they want. But again, I think it's because I've been, been doing it for 18 years that maybe initially it was like, Oh, is this person happy and what, what do I need to do? And now it feels very organic and actually we, we have a really good time and they feel like friends. Um, so, so yeah, so the dentistry is fine now. And I think it is stressful when you start out like without, I mean, it, not, I think it is, it is because it was for me, it's horribly stressful. Um, every time you're, you're unsure about anything. Um, and that's only time and practice and education that, that make that easier for you. Um, but on the other side of that, uh, dentistry itself is stressful. So um, someone said to me once that dentistry, working as a dentist is like you're chasing a carrot. So all day you just keep like, you know, like 
Bugs Bunny just chasing that carrot. That carrot. And uh, it's because the patient wants to be in, the, in your chair for the minimal time. Uh, you want the patient to be in your chair for, for the minimal time. Um, but you want to do a really good job. The patient wants you to do a good job and you want to do a good job because you don't want any complications or problems and, and you, know, you, you want to take pride in and be proud of your work. So, um, so they're, they're, they're two different things that you want to do it as quickly as you can, but as, but really as well as you can as well. Um, and so, um, and so you're always chasing this carrot. You're always like kind of almost kind of rush, but do things really well. And so there's a, there's a lot of pressure on you all the time. Um, and sometimes when I'm working, uh, you know, sometimes I get really into it and I think I forget, I forget to breathe and then I'll finish and then I'll be like, Oh, you know, now we can't breathe in our masks anyway. But even before, um, it, you know, you just, you just so, so involved and it's so specific. Like, you know, there's no, there's no margin of error. You're not, you're not allowed to make a millimeters error because that can result in killing the tooth or cutting a tongue or cutting a lip or, you know, so you, so 100% focus is essential at all times. You can't go to work hungover. You can't go to work tired. Like, you know, you need to be on it and in it. Um, and it, you definitely need to train your mind um, to be that so that when you're at work, whatever's happening in your private life, is is out and your focus is on this patient and on what you're doing so that you're so that you're you're 100 in it and that take that takes a lot of energy and it takes a lot of your attention um so so even though the dentistry itself feel, feels a lot easier now um i uh, i'm still exhausted um on the way home from work and it takes me about half an hour to uh to reset and to slow my brain down and to enter you know, the, my non-clinical environment, um, of just having a relaxed, normal conversation and, and not, not, not being in that, in that zone, that really quite alpha, um, motivated zone that you have to be in all day. Um, so usually I walk home from work, um, so that I, I, I've got time to clear my head, uh, before, before I see anyone. Um, I either walk home or, or work out after work or do both work out straight from work um, and then uh, and then walk home. So, so yes, yeah, so I wear my gym kit to work most days. So when patients see me coming in, I'm in my gym kit. Um, and then obviously you get to work, put on my clinical clothes. And then so when I leave, I'm already in my gym kit. So there's no excuse to not just go work out on the way home. Um, so I think, yeah, breathing uh exercise uh i think definitely meditation but i'm it's advice that i'm going to give that i don't take i don't meditate but i always want to <laughs> um and um, and also just making people aware you know people love to like look at me and say oh what how's your life stressful your life's easy like you know you've been doing this so long you find your job easy your only work you know three days a week um but but they don't but i think it's only it's only us as dentists that understand really what we go through on a daily basis and how intense um what it is because it's intense because we want to do things so well because it's so important to us to do things well that of course it's going to be intense we put so much pressure on ourselves i agree and i i was at a point in my career not too long ago actually a few months ago where i was working six days a week 12 hours a day Oh, no. I was so burnt out. I was honestly so tired and exhausted. And I'm not sure where it, where I um, heard this, but it was something you posted on your Instagram and you were talking about how you work part-time and you think working part-time is the best of all worlds because you have, you have, you, you're able to give hundred percent of yourself to your work as well as mm-hmm. you have your family life, your social life and everything. And that mm. really, really struck a chord with me. So I packed up my job 
and I oh, decided good. to work part-time yeah honestly mm. it was I think I it's it's about hearing the right thing at the right time and yeah. I really resonated with it and I said you know what this is so right because when you're working 12 hours a day you're so exhausted mentally exhausted that you don't want to do anything too exciting or you don't want to progress mm. so you're kind of stuck in this hamster wheel of doing the bare minimum Whereas mm. when you go in 100% full motivated, then you're at a mm. point where you say, okay, this is what I want to do. I want to try new things. I want to expand my practice. And since then, honestly, it's changed so much because now I do more of what I love and you know, I'm more mm. daring. I'm, I'm learning much more rather than just doing the bare minimum. So thank you for that. Oh, <laughs> I heard no, it at perfect. the right time. <laughs> yeah, I'm so glad. Yeah, I really feel, and I probably said that then and I say it often that I don't think I would be any more productive for working extra days because exactly, I think yeah. exa- exactly that. I think uh, now, right now, when I go in on my Monday, I'm, I'm really fresh and I'm excited um, and I work my day and then by Wednesday, by Wednesday night or Thursday night, depending how I've done my three days, um, I've, I'm good. Like I'm tired, I'm good and I'm good to have a few days off and clear my brain and there's other things that you need to do, you want to do around dentistry yeah. that you need that you need time off they could even be work related that aren't clinical um, and then that's fine and, and and you can get on with that but certainly with cosmetics because um you know i'm fortunate that i work i'm in a cosmetic practice but most people aren't so most people their patients are coming in for general dentistry um, and then if you're going to open that conversation about cosmetics you've got to have the energy and the time to do it and you're only going to have that if you're fresh and you're you know to be like okay we've finished your filling but listen how did you feel about you know the, that crowding you've got the bottom on your bottom teeth or the color of your teeth or have you thought you know I mean Botox and fillers you, you wouldn't say have you thought so are you happy with with everything with your face is there anything you'd like to um that you'd like to talk about but you're not even going to open that conversation if you're yeah if you're tired you're just going to be like I'm the feeling goodbye good. yeah. <laughs> yeah I'm going to go and have a coffee now <laughs> yeah goodbye and good luck yeah so um, exactly this is what I was doing for a few months but I completely mm-hmm. agree because once you have that conversation with patients you'll find that actually mm-hmm. a lot of them have been considering and a lot of them do want to do whether it's whitening or mm-hmm. Invisalign or veneers everyone does everyone that's the thing and that's the other conversation I have with dentists so often where they say oh but not not in my area Marina not not where I practice not in my NHS practice or not in my area and I think that's so incorrect um, because everyone wants to look better So let's jump straight into the questions. We hear a lot about the term cosmetic dentistry and cosmetic dentists, but what does that actually involve? Mm -hmm. So um, my practice um, uh, contains white teeth whitening, uh, contouring and bonding, um, white fillings and porcelain inlays, um, and porcelain veneers and crowns, uh, smile makers, oh, and simple orthodontics. So moving uh, front teeth. I, I do like the simple three to three myself and everything else I refer to, to the orthodontist. Mm-hmm. So essentially anything that makes the smile look better and, and improve the appearance of the teeth. Much as like we love to be like, oh, you know, I'm an artist and my patients always say, oh, Marina, you're such an artist. And that's all fine. And that's great. And I love, love to think that about myself. But actually, it's a science and um, there's some very basic formulas that are there um, about what, what creates a beautiful smile. And if you just take those formulas and you put them in place into the mouth, uh, you know, in 99% of cases, that's, that's going to create the perfect smile. And then um, 
and then uh, and then you can and then you can uh, personalize it to the person's personality um, or appearance so you know for a woman maybe it'll be a little bit more rounded maybe for a man it'll be a little bit more square depending again maybe not maybe for a, a softer man or someone who wanted a more feminine appearance you'd round them off so you know and, and, and a stronger more alpha woman maybe would want a more square tooth so you're you, there's lots of different uh, artistic characterization things that you can put in at the end but even if you didn't do all those things and you just put those basic principles of smile design um, into, into onto a patient's mouth then um then you know you'd create something beautiful and so every smile that i see um there's a lot that i look at and i and i can do and and sometimes uh but sometimes imperfections are beautiful so sometimes i'll see an imperfection like a rotated lateral uh, laterals the, the second tooth from the front uh, for those of you that don't know and um and i'll think Oh yeah. So to make that perfect, I would derotate that. And probably the way I would do it is with a clear aligner and it would take eight weeks. And, you know, it's all immediately comes into my head as soon as I look at, look at a smile on TV or meet someone in real life. Um, and the treatment plan takes five seconds. So it's just uh, done. Okay. <laughs> um, but, um, but but it's not always the right thing to do. Like sometimes I'll I'll even like mull over that and look and see like oh yeah if I do rotate that I could do that in eight weeks. But actually, would they look better for it? Or actually, does it add something to their appearance because they're a bit quirky or it suits them to have that small imperfection? Um, and so that's also a consideration um, that you, that you look at. So yeah, there's there's always lots of things you can do with when people come to me. I'll tell them everything from the very smallest changes they can make that would look nice to all the way to creating the absolute perfect Hollywood type smile mm -hmm. that would look great great and perfect on the big screen um and and then they they decide where where they where they sit in that in that in that progression so this actually ties in very well with our next question because a lot of people who um a lot of people who come to have their teeth done or their smile improved they ask will my teeth look fake will it look like simon cowell's teeth do i have to have a hollywood smile if i want to improve the look of my teeth and uh would you say that's the case or yeah, so when my patients say to me, oh, I don't know if I want uh, veneers, they look so fake, then I say, yeah, when my patients have veneers, you don't know they have veneers. You just know they have a beautiful smile. So unfortunately, yeah, it's the bad jobs that give work a bad reputation. It's the same with facial aesthetics. It's people who have gone too far with their lips or too far with their cheeks or, mm -hmm. you know, well, they've too, too many, you know, whatever, even with fake eyelashes, with other beauty procedures, it's the people who have done too much that ruin Ruin, that ruin the reputation of, of a certain procedure but actually um, when things are done well uh, no, no one knows you I think I like I like to do my work that, that no one knows you've, you've had you've had anything done so um, so to put that in context um, we have a shade guide that you know runs from B1 down and then I have a bleach shade guide um, which is BL one two three and four and uh, my favorite shade to do to put veneers in someone's mouth is BL3 um, and BL3 is the shade of my teeth um, and my teeth my teeth aren't veneers they're whitened but teeth can whiten to BL3 so so it's a really beautiful color to put put veneers on at because it just looks like a perfect whitened smile it doesn't look fake um, and and, you know, often or reasonably often people will come to me and they'll be like, no, no, like if I'm spending all these money on my teeth, I want them BL1, you know, give, give them to me in BL1 um, because you think that that more more is more, but actually no, less is more and BL3 looks much better. And I, and I always tell them that in my 18 years and my, you know, it was 10,000 veneers I'd done when I counted four years ago. So now I don't know how many more that there are, you know, I'd have to count again. Um, but it's a, it's a lot, it's a lot of veneers, you know, and, um, I've only, and I've only ever done two cases in that time in BL1. 
Um, and out of those two cases, you know, I had that real conversation with them saying, don't do it, don't do it, don't do it. And they wouldn't listen. And then I was like, okay, I don't want you walking around telling people that this is my work in your mouth. <laughs> but if you're really going to insist, I'll put this BL1 in your mouth. And so, and one was fine and, and he went away and, and, and I think he's enjoying it. And, um, and the other lady, um, she came back to me two years later and she paid me another 15,000 pounds and she changed her teeth, her veneers to A2, which is again, a color I never do because wow. it's quite warm. But she was so yeah. upset at having had these beer one with it. teeth. Yeah, and realized how ridiculous <laughs> they looked at every picture and every time she smiled and everyone asking her if her teeth were real, that she was just like, just give me yellow teeth, please. Um, and so, you know, she she was she realized her mistake. And so yeah. Yeah, it's about establishing. I think it, there's a point where you kind of tell them what you think will look good and what's the extent of the shade and the shape that they can get away with. Uh, because mm-hmm. the last thing you want is people asking you if your teeth are real or if they're fake. All you want them to do is just say, wow, you have great teeth. That's what you want. You don't want them and to also- it shouldn't detract from the face it shouldn't be that you know people often tell stories like oh i was talking to this person all i could do was stare at their teeth like you want someone to look at your whole face because it's all meant to flow as this beautiful piece of artwork it's not supposed to be that what what stuck on her teeth you know can we just talk a little bit about what veneers actually are and and how we prepare the teeth for them veneers can be as thin as 0.3 of a millimeter thin or thick Uh, so 0.3 of a millimeter they're tiny 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 i always liken them to my to my patients to to false fingernails um, or to contact lenses Um, so you need to do minimal preps and if that means that you need to pre-align the teeth before you veneer them then you do that and that's why they come they come hand in hand uh you know minimal ortho and um and and cosmetic work and, and small makeovers and so a large percentage of my patients, I'll move their teeth first to the places that I need them to be. And then once they're in position, then I'll veneer them for them. And they'll have these beautiful minimal prep veneers that I know are never, you know, the strength of the bond strength of my veneers to my teeth. Um, the in vitro studies show that you can hang a man off them and the veneer won't come off. People always need to keep in mind that they will be replaced in 15 years. So yeah, I forget about mm-hmm. them, but for 15 years, it's not permanent mm-hmm. and it's not, it's not a lifelong thing. And that's something to factor in whenever you treatment plan or talk to patients about these treatments saying, yeah, we'll do it now. You know, I always look at their ages, say, okay, yeah, you know, you're 40 now, you'll replace them at 55. Then you'll probably replace them in 20 years. So at 75 and by then it'll be 30 years. Will you do it at 95? Maybe not, but probably you'll want to replace these twice in your life. So don't only think about the financial aspect now mm-hmm. um, but think about mm-hmm. think about that where you're going to be at those periods in your life so I think that that's a consideration how long would you say composite bonding would last to a patient five years so I tell them yeah you'll you'll replace your bonding in five years in that time um, it will stain and it might chip so when you go for your annual checkups they may need a little bit of maintenance a bit of a polish or a little bit added to them um, but yeah for me composite bonding in majority of cases is a prequel to veneers so certainly I don't want to veneer anyone in their 20s maybe not even in their early 30s um, I want to start in their 30s popping porcelain on people's teeth if they need it so I start off with composite bonding um, and then um, um, and then and then move them over when when the time is right
so our last question what would you say to people who are considering having their teeth done they're not happy with the appearance of their teeth and they want them to generally look better they're not quite sure what needs to be done what would you say to those patients yeah so uh, I know I do my consultations via zoom now before I get patients into surgery um, so there's lots of great uh, cosmetic dentists out there um, find one that you think resonates with you um, I think it's really important uh, firstly that you get on with your dentist because you're about to go through this sort of quite intimate um, process with them like you know I really feel like I go I go through something with with my patients when we go through this journey um, and by the end of it we you know feel oh you know you look forward to when they come in for their checkups because you've developed this relationship um, so find someone that resonates with you have a look at their work before you even choose that person look at their look at who they are their personality look at their cv look at their work and check it's something that you like the look of um, and then once because there's so many options you may as well have all those things and once you've done that you contact them most people are doing zoom consultations these days um, so then you just contact them you know book in a consultation and any cosmetic dentist will you don't need to know what you want or what you need to do in your mouth. If you have a chat with with a cosmetic dentist, they'll know. So you know, as soon as someone, as soon as I told you, within five seconds of meeting anyone, I've treatment planned them. So you know, they'll mm -hmm. talk to you and be like, okay, yeah, well, I know that you would look better at the moment. Your teeth are more yellow than the white of your eyes. Whitening would look really good on you. Oh, when you're talking, you're not showing any tooth tissue. Your lips at rest should be showing four millimeters. You've worn them away. It looks like you've got an anterior grinding habit. Do you have TMJ pain? All of this leads on uh, from just looking at a person's mouth. Uh, um, you know, as as dentists, generally we're we're like detectives, and and even you know certainly as cosmetic dentists too. Uh, so we look at it all. We look at the reasons why. Oh, your teeth are a bit worn and yellow at the front. It looks like there's some erosion. Do you drink a lot of fizzy drinks? You know, and then you start you start having all that that conversation, and then you can be then you will be guided. The patients will be guided as to what their options are and what they what they'd like to do. And there's always uh, a whole bunch of op options so it will start very very minimal like would you like to just reshape those pointy canines a little bit and do a bit of whitening and you know that that would look great to all the way to like would well, you want a perfect smile that that you know people are going to be like comment on you and just if just to say wow you've got such a beautiful smile not because it's shining out white like some of these celebrities um but because it's just genu genuinely really really beautiful so yeah uh, absolutely yeah. i think definitely do your research that's the most important mm. thing and kind of like you said you people don't need to know exactly what they need whether they need composite bonding no. or veneers or invisalign they just need to kind of have an idea of what they think what their definition of beautiful is so something yeah, might want that them. hollywood smile so just have have an idea about what bothers you but don't feel like you need to go into this process uh knowing everything because that's that's why you're talking to your dentist in the first place to trusting them to know everything uh just do your research find someone that, that resonates with you and then um, and then have a chat hope you enjoyed today's episode and maybe learned a few things on cosmetic dentistry what it involves and what things to consider if you are thinking of um, maybe having some work done to improve the appearance of your teeth remember to speak to your dentist about your concerns and always factoring for the maintenance that will be involved in any kind of cosmetic work that you have I would love to know what you thought of this episode so please feel free to reach out to me on instagram at dr shady manicherry to let me know what you thought and also if you have any suggestions or questions relating to the podcast
there will be a new episode every week so please don't forget to subscribe to the podcast to never miss an episode and I can't wait to speak to you soon.